Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash Internet for details. Good afternoon, Champions League Day has arrived for Celtic, we are back in a big time, Lawrence, there is a real buzz um, around Celtic at this time, and it's just going to get even bigger tonight, but we're back in the Champions League, and you just couldn't have had a bigger game than, than welcoming uh, the, the reigning Champions of Europe, the, the 14th time winners of the competition, Real Madrid to Celtic Park. Yeah, definitely, you know, we've warmed up nicely by demolishing the newest team in Scotland, and now we face arguably the most successful club team in the world, as you touched upon there. So I think we, everybody's going in, you know, with a bit of optimism there. You know, we dare to dream. You know, the, the Green Brigade says, you know, today we dare to win. Well, today we dare to, to dream, you know. It's possible, isn't it? You know, I've seen them beat Real Madrid before. Uh, you know, so, yeah, we can do it again, I'm sure. Yep, you touched on that um, game from, from 1980. Uh, George McCluskey and Johnny Doyle, the like great Johnny Doyle getting the score sheet for Celtic. Uh, uh, creating, recreating a night like that, I think at Celtic Park would be special. Obviously, our tagline today is Can Celtic emulate the class of 2012 by shocking Real Madrid in Europe? Um, please, if you're in the comments, get in with your chat. We'll, we'll get you up. Hopefully, you're as excited as us for the game. I, I'm sure you are. Um, let's kick off, Florence. There's a lot of all the press stuff was happening yesterday. I was fortunate enough to to be at um, Celtic Park um, on behalf of the Alternative View, speaking to Ange and Matt O'Reilly. Um, and then last night I, I watched a wee clip with Martin O'Neill and Guillaume Balagui, of course, you know, very well-respected Spanish journalist. Um, I know you just very quickly want to touch on 
Martin O'Neill, which will lead us into his comments last night. So just give us your wee bit in Martin. Yeah, end of the month, 24th of September, through uh, there's a charity brunch at Nicky Hood's place, the, the DL Park in Motherwell. Uh, last few t- tables remaining, £50 a ticket, but it'll be always good to go, go along and listen to Martin and uh, his rapier sharp whip. Uh, and, uh, you know, won the European Cup tw- himself twice as a player and, you know, manager of the team at Tennis to Seville. So, yeah, it, it should be a good day and obviously fundraise for charity as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Nicky Hood, a guy I know very well, obviously, the, the son of the late, great Harry Hood, a, a Celtic legend too. So yeah, that's one, if you haven't heard uh, Martin's part, I, I would certainly um, urge you to go along and see him. I was fortunate enough to, to meet the former Celtic boss back in April at the, the Willie Mealy fundraiser at Celtic Park. And um, he was as sharp as a tack. So yeah, I think I would encourage anybody to go along to that if they can. Um, so, so Lawrence... Martin was on um, with Guy and Balaguer. We get both um, slants. Obviously, we get the Spanish perspective from from Guillem and his rebuttal to, to Martin. Martin had basically made the point that Real Madrid, um, not just under Ancelotti, but in their history, don't tend to get started in in the Champions League until until later in the tournament. That was proven last year with the FC Sheriff. Um, Celtic obviously a very different club to FC Sheriff a lot of money was getting pumped into his Sheriff at that point in time but it has been proven in the past only last year that a club you know nowhere near the riches and the, the quality of Real Madrid could, could pull off a, a shock against them and Martin O'Neill thinks that, that there's absolutely no pressure in Celtic um, in this game and it's just a, a free hit and there's no reason why looking at the group that, that Celtic can't make an impression this year in the Champions League but Exactly you know if if we depict when we played Real Madrid, it's probably been the opening game at home with the crowd behind us. As you, you touched on, it, it can be a bit slow to get started, uh, you know, in the final game of the group when they've probably already qualified. So I think, you know, fixture-wise, that's who we'd have picked it against Real Madrid. The team's in form. We're playing well. Uh, there's no reason why we can't go out there and do it. I'm sure Ange is going to, you know, Ange believes in his style of football and his brand of football. It will create chances. Of the six, front six players in the park, every one of them is capable of scoring. So there's no reason why we can't do it. You know, I, I'm fancying Celtic for 2 0 today. 2 0. Um, that would be very nice. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I think I walked away yesterday from the, the press conference anyway, Lawrence. I've always believed that we probably could take something. I certainly think we'll score tonight. I think just with the way that we, we play football, um, you know. And one of the points that, that Balaguer made last night, uh, and the reason we're touching on this, obviously, Spanish football expert knows all about Real Madrid, watches them a lot more often than probably uh, both ourselves do. One of the things he said that they don't like um, under Ancelotti, especially, is teams being in their face and attacking them. And that's obviously something that, that's, you know, got Ange Postacoglu stamped all over it. So with that in mind, I, I don't think this game is going to particularly suit Real Madrid for, for their, their opening game of the group stages. No, definitely. You know, they won't be used to kind of that size of crowd uh, that's going to be back in Celtic. The noise we've heard that every player, almost every big player that comes to Celtic Park, speaks about the atmosphere. You know how intimidating it is for them. The style of football is going to be intimidating, but we're not going to give them a you know a minute in the ball. We're not going to stand back and watch them. You know, Ange is going to have them out there. You know, as Paul says, it's going to be attack, attack, attack. It's it's the, the style of football that Ange plays. It's the style of football that we love. And, you know, we're proving we can execute it so far well this season. That's all we play for. You know, at the end of the day, it's 11 against 11. You know, back in 1980, no one was giving Celtic a chance against Real Madrid. But, you know, what a game Alan Sneddon had. <laughs> you, you know, so it's there for the, the players to go out and make their name. You know, you'll have players that are known this is their big chance. You'll have Ange. You know, this is when he's became manager of Celtic. For days like today, you know, to test his sell at the highest level, to show that his brand of football works, then, you know, I fully expect us to take something tonight. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Let's bring in Natasha. Um, Natasha, good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Better late than never. Nice to join you guys. No, you're, you're absolutely fine. Um, the buzz uh, is obviously very real. Um, today, oh. we, waking up, um, and we're, we're talking... Just in that way, I don't know if you saw uh, the B clip last night from the Nine game in Balaguer and Martin O'Neill and both were giving us their 
perspectives on this. Um, one of the comments that Tasha coming in here is to say that they're a bit wary. There's so much expectancy tonight, but I was saying to Lawrence, you know, I think everybody's probably seen the clip from yesterday, but when Chris McLaughlin asked Ange about an expectancy and whether, you know, that it should be tempered. And I thought his re- response to it was absolutely perfect. I think it's absolutely right that, that us as Celtic fans just now are excited tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And as ever, Andrew's response was absolutely spot on, as he always is in these conferences. Do you know what? It's a good thing that we're excited. It is. It is absolutely incredible that he and his team have got us in a position as fans that we are going to face the current holders of the Champions League at Celtic Park in the group stages and that we're excited and that there's this cautious optimism that we're looking forward to it and that there's a general sense around the place of, well, what if? Why not? Let's take it to them. Let's give it a go. And I think that just speaks absolutely volumes to, firstly, the football he's installed at Celtic Park, and secondly, the mentality he's installed at Celtic Park amongst the team and the fans, that this isn't a game that we need to fear or dread or be wary of or temper our expectations of. Football's there to be enjoyed. We go along to support our team and enjoy it and and why should we go and feeling any of those emotions that Chris McLaughlin tried to suggest, you know, weary, dread, anything like that? No, let's go and enjoy it. And with the way the team are playing, with the way that we're performing, we've never been better placed to go into a game like this. So let's go in, let's give it our all and let's enjoy the occasion. And do you know what? Who knows? Who knows? Exactly. Um, let's bring in some comments here. John Francis, good afternoon, coming in to say that Ange said yesterday, if we can be the best we can be, then we'll accept what comes before us. You can't expect much more than that, absolutely not. Ryan Kelly also in here to say, regardless of tonight's result, it's just great to finally have a team of Real Madrid's quality in Glasgow. Absolutely. Lawrence, um, just to touch on one of Ange's probably standout comments yesterday, was we get 60,000 in here, it's hard-earned money, they're putting in what they want, with that hard-earned money is not the satisfaction of them paying a bill. It gives them something in their life that money can't give them anywhere else. Tuesday night is a night for that. I think it's much like Natasha. We'll see what happens in the night. It's right that we're excited for it. And I totally agree that, um, that there's no reason why we shouldn't be excited and we'll just see what happens. Listen, it's sport, you know. It's kind of from the Latin root, isn't it? The sport, to take you to another place, to where things are possible. And that's what Ange is building, you know, for that 90 minutes. It's just possible we can beat them. You know, that we can be the best in the night. That we can put in a shift, beat the top of our game and beat Real Madrid. And I think he's got the fans believing, as Natasha said. You know, and, and if we believe and, and back the team, nothing's impossible at Celtic Park. No, absolutely not. Nothing is impossible, but we've showed it before. And I think it's about returning back to, to, to those those nights, Natasha, you know, and when I asked him yesterday about the part that we can do as, as fans turning up tonight, he said that we've got Champions League support. It's just about Celtic becoming a Champions League club. And that's you can see that vision that he's got for the club to do that. And I think, you know, with what we've added to the, the squad in the summer, you're probably looking at this Celtic team and you're probably going back probably 20 years ago to look at a Celtic team as well equipped for the Champions League. It's no disrespect to, to Gordon Strachan's team who obviously had a great you know, bash at Europe two last 16 qualifications but that squad compared to this you know, is completely different. Yeah, it is. And, you know, there's already, you know, some big comparisons being made with this squad comparing, you know, to, to Martin O'Neill's squad. And, yeah, you know, we all have different opinions about whether it's there or whether it's not. I, I don't think it, I don't think it's there for me yet. Um, but the fact that we are putting these squads in the same bracket as a, as a team like that is just incredible. I think what we've seen over the last few years at Celtic Park, and again, no disrespect to what Gordon Strachan achieved, but the gap is certainly getting bigger between Celtic and, and the you know the elite Europe. You know the, the teams up there with all the money in the big leagues. The gap has been getting bigger, and the squad we've had available to us hasn't really been able to compete with that. The difference. We're sort of feeling now, and again, you know, this is said with a little bit of caution because we've not actually tested this squad really in Europe yet. Yes, we had last season, but Ange had a lot on his plate. It wasn't the focus, we know that. And we've heard about him talk about that Bodo game since. The focus was the league very much, you know, rightly, I would say. But this is his first chance to really go and test his brand of football, his style of football with the squad we have available 
to us against some of these top European elite teams. And it'll be interesting to see how that gap looks. I mean, don't get us wrong, there's a gap. But I think instead of, you know, going backwards, like we have been over the last few years and the gap's grown bigger, I'm very interested to see whether this squad and Ange and his style of football actually starts to claw some of that gap back. And I want those nights back at Celtic Park where, you know, we are unbeatable in that fortress. And I think, you know, with what Ange is doing and the way things are going, again, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic. Why can't it get back to that? I don't think there's any reason and we've never had a better chance of starting to achieve that again in recent history than we do with this squad. So, yeah, very excited to see what happens. Yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing too. Um, Robert Highland coming in here to say it's where we want to be. Let's show we deserve to, to be there. Just in terms of that that gap, Natasha, I think that's a really, really good point, Lawrence. I want to bring you in on this one. Um, John Francis came in in the comments. He said that he believes that Ange is narrowing that gap with his style of play. Uh, that's what's so amazing and outstanding about the man. I think back to um, sitting in this very room during the COVID days watching Celtic get gubbed. 4-1, home and away to Sparta Prague and even then it looked as if there was a gap between Celtic and even Europa League teams of, of substandard Europa League teams, you know Sparta Prague are no special side um, and to come, you know, so quickly within, you know what, what is two seasons uh, going back to it and it's phenomenal and I think part of that, that gap narrowing is the recruitment, you know, finding players like your Kyogos, your Dizamaidas, Hatatis, O'Reilly, Juranovic's, and, 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 you know, bringing in players that are, are going to put in the performances and are going to keep developing and getting better and better. Yeah, huge part of it is the recruitment. Tosh and team obviously doing well there, but I think the main part of it is probably giving us a focus, you know, giving us an identity. You know, this is the style we play. And, and part of that is, you know, you recruit players to play that style. Two years ago, what would you say the style was? Was it as well defined as Angers that defined it? I don't think so. You know, you look at the players, they enjoy playing this way, you know, it's playing football. It's attacking, it's giving yourself a chance, it's having belief in yourself. You know what? We will create chances. If You know, and we'll take a percentage of those chances. We keep it tight at the back. It's possible tonight. More than possible. Yeah. The recruitment's been great. I think Jared told us, the second season was when it gets really good, you know. So, so far it's looking that way. Yeah, you know, tonight could be just one of those special nights under well, the disco lights, not the drenching light, but the disco lights at Celtic Park, the debut in the Champions League. Yeah, those those disco lights, which have caused you know uh, some amount of controversy over the years, they are going to be switched on in the Champions League tonight at Celtic Park. Um, let's go to some other comments here, Natasha. Um, just to pick up on this one from Christopher, does the bulletin on Tuesdays always have this lineup now? Yes, we do. Unfortunately, we are going to be uh, a comrade down. Patrick has got a new job. Unfortunately, can't join us. Hopefully, at one point, we will see him return to Axon, but he's still a very firm member of the team and all of us free, and I'm sure all the commenters wish him all the very best in his new job. Um, Natasha, let, let me come to you on this one here. Um Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. 
not just a media company. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Somebody's mentioned, yeah, there it's here. If we turn over Real Madrid, they'd be very surprised. We're only six months on, uh, six months or so on from the AFK Bodo Glimt no show. Um, you you were one of the unfortunate souls that, that went out to Norway and were in sub-zero Arctic conditions um, out there. Um, but I think, you know, Andrew's been quite honest and that after the home game, he basically just chucked it after it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that is one way of putting it. I think he put it much more eloquently than we could. Um, but yeah, his focus is the league, like I touched on. And at that moment in time, with all the circumstances taken into account, that was absolutely, you know, in hindsight, the right thing to do. I mean, it didn't make it an, an easy evening for those of us in minus 12, Hailstorm and Bodo. Um, but I think that we are so far detached from that performance now. Um, what he's been able to achieve since then has really taken us away from that. You just have to kind of look at the squad that he put out as well. You know, we did not go full strength into that second leg there um, and we, we saved our efforts for the league. Now we've got more time under our belt. We've got that very important league one under our belt. We've got a full pre-season under Ange under our belt without any disruption or overhaul needed. We've got in the players we wanted to get in. We've moved out the players we wanted to move out. So yes, it has only been six months since that awful night in Norway. But what we've managed to achieve in that six months is what is important. And I think it has taken us on leaps and bounds from that night. And I think we're now starting to... We're going to get, get to experience very different Ange in Europe. There's no getting away from the fact that last season it it didn't really happen. It didn't work. This season is when we're really going to get to see what Ange and the Celtic team can achieve in Europe. Um, and I'm excited for it. It's so even just talking here right now. It's almost feels a bit surreal that we're sitting having this discussion about match day. We're doing the pre-match show, and our pre-match you know, the show, the game we're talking about is Real Madrid at Celtic Park and we're talking about it with this positivity. Honestly, just even sitting listening to Lauren speak about there, I'm sitting here smiling at the anticipation of what's of what's ahead of us tonight. Um yeah, the, the excitement's definitely building here for me. I can't wait, you know, get get the afternoon over and done with and and get out to Celtic Park. Yeah, um I'm much the same. And again, <laughs> you know, I said I said earlier on I walked away yesterday thinking yeah, we can get a result here, and you could even say that from Matt O'Reilly. He said at lunchtime yesterday, um, there's absolutely no point him being in a game or being at a club like Celtic if they didn't have that belief that they could go and get the job done. Um, and I think if you look back at that that Bodo game, if you look back at the, the, the team that played, I think there's a good point, and you mate there, Natasha, as six months on, the, the squad is, is far more stronger. Um, I think if you think back to Angie's postman's comments after the Rafe Rovers game where he spoke about you know, players not stepping up to probably the standard that was expecting. Obviously, the same month, I think that game just was either wedged in between Bodo or afterwards. Um, the squads improved, and I think it also was a big hurdle for the players that hadn't won the league title to get that over the line um, from a mental perspective. Yeah. It's very, very difficult winning leagues. Not too many teams, um, unless you're maybe playing in Bundesliga and your Bayern Munich do it, and also many you know, often occasions. Um, and it's just a case that, you know, we've came far from there. And even if I think back to that February time, Celtic didn't drop off. We were still winning games of football. But, you know, if you think back to that game up in Pataudry, won the game 3-2, but it was a bit shaky at times. Um, so I think we certainly came a long way from from, from that game. And, it, uh, yeah, we can certainly do something tonight. Lawrence, you spoke about, you know, Celtic getting forward, attacking Real Madrid. I think one of the key things in our game tonight is going to be focus. And it's whenever we do press Madrid, if they break the high press, it's about not getting that sucker punch. We've watched it countless times at Celtic Park. Copenhagen, a fine example of it. Switch off and bang the balls in the back of the net. It's something that doesn't probably happen in Scottish football all too often to Celtic, but it can happen to Europe. And that's why focus is going to be really, really key tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's part of we don't stop, isn't it? Everyone's got a job to do and needs to know it. You know, and they need to be on it for 90 minutes, you know, from the first whistle to the last. We know we're going to need to be at the top of our game, but the way Ange has them playing this season, there's no reason why they can't be at the top of their game. No, absolutely not. Um, and 
there is belief in the team that there's form in the team and that, that builds well going into uh, the game today just to give this a mention good thing to mention yep Celtic B up against Real Madrid B I think it's through in, in uh, Penny Car Stadium through in Airdrie so if you are in around that area it will be there I think it's also possibly on UEFA TV yeah. online so um, maybe one to, to tune in if you want to see some Celtic talent and Madrid talent you know it's likely that there will be a few players in there that will end up featuring in both clubs' first teams in the not-too-distant future. Um, Natasha, Celtic's defence, Lubo's saying here that he thinks that CCV will probably have still <laughs> some room left in his back pocket for Benzema. Um, Antonio Cholak's in there along with Alfredo, um, the, the competition. The competition winner, he was described as by Andy Bush of Absolute Radio. He, he said he looked like somebody who'd win a competition mm-hmm. to get onto the park on Saturday. Um, it looks as though Moritz Jens is probably going to be the, the guy that comes in there, but I think he's more than capable to come in. Um, and again, yeah. he, he get a one each draw while part of a Lorient team last season, got up against Lionel Messi. So it's not as if he's not played quality opposition mm-hmm. before, and he's more than able. I think he's played five games or so since mm-hmm. coming in at Celtic. Yeah, I have absolutely no concerns about Jens coming into that back line. I think he's literally competent, very self-assured, very good on the ball when he's coming. And I think, again, this is the perfect example of how important it is to have two players for every position. And that's what we've created with the squad we've got at the moment, is the fact that the guys stepping in, you know, so say, you've, I know we don't have a first 11, but say you do have, you know, who you normally start as your first 11, everyone who can come in and step into their shoes, should they, you know, be unavailable, is that the level we need them to be? You know, so if you're making these substitutions or making these replacements, the quality isn't dropping off. So that's something that's really changed for me this season is that we lose a player. I'm not actually concerned at not having an able replacement. Yes, we've lost Starfelt. This time last season, that could have been a real issue for us. But because of the solid recruitment, we've now got someone who can step into Starfelt's shoes, who is, in my opinion, just as capable of doing the job as Starfelt is. And this is a good example of it, but we do actually have that in every single position on the park. We even saw that against Rangers when Kyogo had to go off. We had a very able deputy in Giacomakis. The quality doesn't drop despite you losing that sort of player from the first 11. So yes, we've lost Starfelt. Not ideal, but again, relatively relaxed about it because we've got someone of Yenzi's quality who can come in. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, we are talking here about we're being excited and optimistic, and absolutely we should be. But then you're looking at names like, you know, Benzema, and we need to remember that this is a very, very good team. We're playing with very, very quality players. And the thing about quality players is they can punish you in a second. You know, you, you can't switch off. You have to be absolutely on it for the full 90 plus whatever minutes. And these players can punish you with a bit of quality that you just didn't see coming. So, you know, we, we do have to be aware of that. We have to be aware of the risk. Um, nobody is saying with all this excitement and optimism that they aren't a quality team who are going into this match as favourites. But, you know, I'm not concerned about, you know, our players not being up to our level. We can only play to the best of our ability. We can only put out a team that can play to the best a Celtic team can. And Jens is up there for me. So, um yeah, that back line, which you know, we think is going to be Juranovic, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Jens, Greg Taylor. You know, that's that's good with me. You know, that's that's something that I'm feeling as absolutely confident as we as we can be going into this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's important. I actually, in an article um, this morning, described Moritz Jens as probably one of our most underrated summer signings just with the part that he's played since coming in. He's added something to the squad. Lawrence, you had made the point, I think, back in January that Julian's time was up at the club. We knew we had to get a replacement in. And, you know, you know, very similar stature to Julian. He actually reminds me, he just looks a lot more confident on me, strong in the ball. And just to pick on that, what Natasha says there, you know, I think like every possibly everyone else in Celtic Park when Kyogre went down and, and Saturday, there's a wee bit of fear that your game plans out the window and whatnot. But Callum McGregor says after the game, first class, Jackie Marcus comes in, does everything, and you can tell it's just a well-oiled machine. That That is the only way to describe this Celtic team. One drops out, one goes in now, and it, it still works. It's not like last season when you maybe make two or three changes. Like that Bodo game, possibly, you could say, um, back in February when players drop out, other guys go in. Now you'd be quite confident if you do make so many changes. Much like the game up in Ross County, which was difficult, people can come in and do the job. Yeah, you know, the system doesn't change. The guys are drilled in it and how to play it now. Uh, 
system doesn't change. One guy drops out, another slots in. We play the same system. You know, we are excited, but, you know, there's another thing. Ancelotti's not won at Celtic Park. He's managed three times. You know, with Milan, and nobody gives a chance against Milan. You, you know, so he doesn't have the best record at Celtic Park as manager. You know, so it's there to play for. You know, we beat Milan. No one said we could, you know, we beat Barcelona. The last time we played Madrid, back in 80, we beat them. And, you know, these things are possible. Yeah. We've got a decent squad. You know, they're going to be full of confidence. They'll have fans behind them. And, and, you know, they're in the Champions League. But they're going to want to go out and prove themselves against the best. Much as our manager does, you know, this is where his career's been leading to. He, he, you know, when he started off in Australia, this is kind of what Andrew's been dreaming of, testing his football at the highest level. You know, and what a platform to do it on. And I honestly think we'll take something tonight. Yeah. I love this optimism, I really do. It's only making no, me more excited for tonight I, to come on here and be talking about how we're going to yeah. take something off the, the current holders. I absolutely love it, guys. I'm here for this. Yep. No, I agree with you, Lawrence. <laughs> um, and I think Matt O'Reilly, Ange Postacoglu, and everybody inside Celtic Park um, do. We were on that, that subject of Moritz Jens. Tuesday regular ridiculous came in here. They said he would have played Welsh before Jens. He believed that he was sorry against Ross County. He believes that uh, Yates was at fault for the, the goal in the second half and he cannot understand the disrespect for Stephen Mills. It's not disrespect for Stephen Mills. He was in the stand in a tracksuit uh, on Saturday. Uh, he wasn't even on the bench and, and Yates obviously came on for injured Starfield. So it would just appear that, that Yates would come in. But likely Stephen Mills obviously on the bench but with Starfield going to be missing, uh, missing in the game. That was my Sean Connery impression there, that mission. Don't know where I got that from. Um, but yeah, lately you see Stephen Welsh coming on the bench, more than able, more than able deputy to come on, um, onto the bench. But it just looks like from from Starfield going off, Yates obviously coming on. It will likely be him. I feel really feel for for Carl Starfield. You know, this is a absolutely massive game, and he's not going to be involved. Obviously, out with the knee injury. Um, Natasha, some good news yesterday. Mark Benstead told us that Kyogo appeared in training. Um. What do you think? Do you think yeah. we could see him in the game, or do you think certainly I think we'll see him in the game? Do you think he'll start? I know that Matt O'Reilly, when asked about it yesterday, said he looked like he'll go in training, and that's always a good a good thing. He seemed to be moving fine. Do you think Angel Gobi's uh, he's Japanese striker? Yeah, I do. I think we'll see Kyogo start. Um, I'm not sure he'll get the the ninety minutes. We'll see how his, his fitness is, but I definitely think that he he'll start the game. I think what he's going to bring us. Um, is that really harassing the defence? I think we need, and I think that's something that Real Madrid might not be used to coming up against. And is very much going to take our style and game to them. And I think a key part of that is having Kyogo absolutely harassing their back line constantly. Um, I think I was reading the stat that they have lost a goal in every game they've played so far this season. That yeah, but certainly uh, Balague said last night the game against yeah. Almeria in Espanol. Mm-hmm. Um, that they looked yeah, so uh, as though they might yeah. draw or lose the game. Uh-huh. So a li- not quite as you know solid at the back as we've known that side to be. So if we have someone like Kyogo constantly harassing them, constantly pressing them um, for as long as he's on the pitch, I like that. And I think that's the sort of thing that will get us further up the pitch, that will get us um, give them a little bit less time on the ball, make them less assured. And I think Kyogo is important to that. So I think we will see him start harsh on Giacomacus. I thought he was excellent again at the weekend, um, as he always is. But I think one thing that those players understand very much so is that, you know, we are going to be utilising the squad like this. There's a lot of games coming up. They're all going to have a part to play in some way. Um, but I think Giacomacus might be off the bench. Lawrence, what's your take on this? I thought, much like Natasha, he came on, did his job very well. Absolutely bullied Connor Goldson again at the back. Um, but I think for for the, the point that Natasha makes just in that pressing and, and how Celtic are probably going to go at Real Madrid first, you're likely to see Kyogo do that more than, than Big Jacko. But I, I do imagine you will eventually see Jack and Marcus in the game. Yeah, I mean, Ange uses the squad brilliantly. You know, throughout the game, you expect mm-hmm. to see five the front six change. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Kyogo will probably start. But if he doesn't, you know, you'd see him come on at some point. So both of them are going to get minutes. And, you know, it'll give a... Real Madrid players something different to think about when they're up against them. Hopefully, hopefully Kyogo goes 100%. Uh, but, you know, I don't think they're going to like the press 
not getting time on the ball to pick a pass at the back, you know, not getting time just to play out, to be people on top of them, at, you know, whether it's Kyogo or Yakimakis, they're going to be closing them down. That's a style when we don't the ball. We close them down, we press, we put them under pressure, we try and win it back and or force them into mistakes just to create chances for ourselves. So while, you know, a slightly different style of player, you, you know, the system's not going to change, is it? We're going to be on top of them from kickoff. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Yeah, we absolutely will be on top of them from kickoff. The other big call that we're going to need to talk about is going to be the forward three. We've obviously just had a take there, whether it'll be Kyogo or Jacko. Lawrence, are you agreeing that you think it'll be Kyogo too? Uh, yeah, I think Kyogo will start. Yeah. Yeah. Abada, two goals at the weekend. Um, I, I've been one who has spoken that, you know, so much about the part that Maeda plays in Celtic, um, just in the system and his press and his work off the ball. But I think. To me personally, I don't see how you can drop Lulabada after these two goals at the weekend, Natasha. I thought it was absolutely terrific. He tortured Borna Barisic once again, takes two goals very well, mm-hmm. um, has intelligence for the positions of the goal, just to get in those positions, obviously coming in centrally from the right-hand side. Um, and again, we know that Abada can, can press the defenders too. Yeah, for me, I would start Abada. Um, but I mean, what a problem to have that we're sitting here talking about Obada or Maeda. They're all so competent. Our front line is, is frightening. And any defence, I don't care if it's, you know, Real Madrid or Ross County, any defence is scared of that front line on form. Abada, for me, um, the way he's playing right now, the goals he's scoring, the way his confidence will be, the way he's linking up with the others in the forward line, I think, I think that Abada just gets the nod ahead of Maeda. It's harsh, it is, because Maeda's obviously been excellent. The other thing, you know, that Maeda could bring to it is that sort of pressing, again, similarly to Kyogo. Maeda does not stop. He does not give you a second. And a team like Real Madrid aren't used to really not having a second on the ball. But that's something Maeda and Kyogo wouldn't give them. But I agree with Sean, who's coming in the comments there, that's on the screen, Abada's made himself undroppable. Um, so I think, for me, Abada's going to get the nod and I'm I'm excited to see what he can bring. But like we've seen before, we use that forward line with the substitutions so so well. And in previous years, we'd see the the quality drop slightly if we made you know those sort of five changes that Lawrence mentioned. You know that additional substitutions become you know a bit of a hindrance as well. And that you know if you are making that many changes, it disrupts the team, it unsettles it. The players coming in aren't as good. None of that concerns me this year. Now, with the squad that we have, when we are making those five substitutions, the quality isn't dropping. All we're doing is refreshing the talent rather than anything. So these defenders are going to go from having faced Kyogo and Abada on them constantly, and then, you know, come 60 minutes, you get a fully fresh Maeda pressing you, you know, within seconds. I mean, that's such a good position to be in. Um, And I think what what we have seen, as we've touched on, is excellent squad management throughout the games. Um, and I think we'll see that tonight, like Michael's saying there, are we concerned about which one starts? You know, no, they are going to do the job equally as well, I believe. Um, I think the, all the players that we are mentioning right now will have a part to play over the course of the game. It just depends who plays what part. Um, and for me, I think the forward line is going to be Jota, Kyogo and Abada. Um, and then you know, we'll, we'll have Maeda and probably Giacomacus off the bench. And yeah, nice position to be in. Yeah, possibly even uh, Sietak Zibanovic too. Um, mm-hmm. I know we've only saw one very small flash of him, but, you know, he's a player that we know 
can be uh, defensive nightmares for players um, f- from his time uh, in both Sweden and in Russia. You know, he's a decent winger, so we might even see him, but definitely whoever it is, I definitely think you'll see you at least five of the Celtics attack tonight. Um, Lawrence, what's your take on this one with Abada and Maeda? A lot are coming in here. It's great that we're getting such a difference in opinion on this one. I think that's really healthy that we've got that and that we're actually having. Um, it's very nice that that's the headache that we've got into tonight. Um, he didn't come in here to say that he thinks it'd be harsh and Abada, but does Maeda start for the press and the defence? Something else that, that, that John's came in with to say is that he's worried about Abada's lack of defensive awareness. He believes that Maeda is better at tracking back and pressing. It's a tactical change that he would make. He says that Abada's been great, but he believes that it doesn't suit the fixture. What's your take on this one? Yeah, definitely start Maeda. You, you know, probably for both those reasons, I think he'll unsettle him more. He presses quicker than Abada. He, he's just non-stop. He's definitely got Duracell on him. You know, it's... I think defensively, he's more aware. He tracks back better. So... I'd start my header and bring him uh, a bad on, but I think we can all, all agree that both of them are going to get minutes, you know, and, and both uh, will pose pose problems to the real defence. But for me, yeah, made it start unsettling at the beginning. Uh, I think he's more defensively minded as well, tracks back better. So yeah, I would start my header and have a badder coming off the bench. There we go. It's. Two to one um, on the panel. Any of us could be right. Again, I think much like you, Natasha, I'm not too worried who the front three is. But we do know, I've read countless times that Ange, um, you know, I think Scott McDonald said at one point he was his captain uh, and the youth set up over in the Socceroos and he dropped him for the next game after he'd scored a hat-trick or something. So he has got a track record of doing it. Um, it he's just not depends. He's, um, not he's, not, he's not sentimental at all and he will pick the team he believes best to beat Real Madrid and we all have confidence in that team. Um, another thing to, to come on here to ask you both about, come to you in this first, Natasha, is Alan's asking in here, do you think we'll see the double pivot at all or the usual midfield trio? I think with the, the way that Hatati O'Reilly and McGregor just ran over the top of Rangers at the weekend, there's a lot of fluidity in that midfield. I think that'll be a big part of our high press tonight. Um, and the energy that we've got in there, um, because I think we'll definitely go gung-ho. I certainly think the only way we'd maybe see that double pivot is if Celtic maybe try to see the game out in the latter stages of the game, um, or if we were sitting in, but we're definitely not going to be doing that against Real no. Madrid. No, we're not. We're going for it, and that for that reason, I think it'll be the usual midfield trio. Um, yeah, I, he's going to play his style of football. His style of football works with those three in the middle of the park, so that's what we're going to go with. I'd be very surprised to see any changes to that. Um, you know, the, the one thing I, I am looking forward to seeing is how Abelsgaard comes in and helps us sort of, you know, see out games or show up the middle of that park a little bit. Um, I thought at times towards the end of the game um, against Rangers, there was a slight bit of overrunning in the midfield that we could have just done with someone like him to to sit in a little bit deeper, shore that up, um, help out the defence slightly to stop so much of the press coming onto them. Um, so I think in time we'll start to see how he can benefit us, particularly towards the latter stages of the game. Um, I think it's probably too soon to see that tonight. Um, although I wouldn't be surprised to maybe see Moy come in, depending on how the game's going towards the latter stages. Um so we'll we'll see, but definitely in terms of starting, we're gonna we're gonna go with that midfield trio. Um, and again, I think O'Reilly was particularly good at the weekend. I think he is in really good form right now. I look forward to seeing what he can do. But again, we can't take our eye off the fact that we're coming up against a very 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 good team here. We hadn't particularly been tested before we played Rangers. I'm not sure we were overly tested when we did play them. This is a totally different ball game that we're playing tonight. Yes, it's still football, Angel tell us. Um, still 22 guys on the pitch playing football. But the quality that we're coming up against, I don't think we can underestimate how much that is also going to affect what we're able to do as well. Um, yes, we'll go out there and try and play our own game to as much as we can. Yes, we're all very positive and optimistic. But if you come up against players of that quality on the ball, it is going to affect what you're able to do on it a bit as well. So... We'll go with the midfield 
trio, I think, you know, we'll, we'll stick with that. Quite what they're able to do and how they're able to control the middle of that park, I don't think is going to be the same as we've seen in previous games. But they're the right three in there to perform to the absolute best we possibly can. Yeah, I, I agree being that one. Um, Lawrence, what's your take on this one? Do you see that same trio that just ran over the top of, of Rangers be, be the midfield free for tonight? I could see him starting Moyen instead of Hattati. Uh, nah, no Jared's chance. on record of saying you No chance with the Hattati with played on Saturday. No won, chance at all. won the league with a double pivot before. You know, unless you push Callum further forward and switch to a double pivot during the game, depending on whether you get the ball or not. So it's a wee bit more flexible. So that's the only change you could see starting. If, if, if he doesn't do it, I couldn't see Turnbull coming in. No. You know, so that's the only kind of change I, I could could see him doing. Uh, you know, he's got got a lot of faith in Moy, hasn't he? So you know, he's looked really good. He's been getting the minutes in his legs. That's the call. I think O'Reilly definitely starts. Callum definitely starts, and it's either Hatati or Moy. Uh, I think that's what it comes down to. Uh, will he go for a wee bit more experience with Moy, or will he go with Hatati? Because some of those balls from the weekend, you know, the crossfield balls were just outstanding. He's absolutely informed. But that's the only ch- change I can see. You know, Callum definitely starts, and I think O'Reilly definitely starts. I think probably, you know, Oran and Moy. I would say that had he maybe played more from the start, you could maybe have a point there, Lawrence. But the fact that we've only seen him so far start one game for Celtic and Dingwall in the cup, I just think he's, you know, if he's maybe building him up to that point, I, you know, if he was thinking about playing him against Real Madrid from the start, you'd have seen him start from the, um, you know, maybe up in Tannadice or, or wherever or against Arts at home. But I do think we'll see Aaron Moy at, at some point tonight. But I think for the high press, um, you know, I don't think Aaron Moyes maybe probably got it in the legs of what Ange should be looking for from his team tonight, but I certainly do think you'll see him featured. But I thought Rio Hitati was absolutely excellent um, uh, the weekend. Edward uh, coming in here to, to tell me um, he dropped him after a hatchet and then took the captaincy off him. So, yeah, there's one that there is definitely no sentimentality by fans post to Coglu, and really we can't predict what the, the lineup will be, um, but you know, Sean coming in here to say that it's ridiculous. I hope the big man's gave us absolutely. This was a team that was on its knees. I keep saying that. I don't think any of us could have imagined that they'd be having these conversations. Um, and here we are. Um, we need to appreciate it as well, don't we? We need to appreciate that. I think it's very easy to get caught up in where we are and the excitement and the energy. But I think we all, um, nobody wants to think back. We don't. We want to pretend it didn't happen, but it did. But if you just take a second to think back to where we were, not that you know far ago and to think where we are now that turnaround is incredible and we really do need to appreciate it from where we were to now sitting here today the three of us talking about taking something off Real Madrid I mean we how many times have we said that a hundred times but we cannot underestimate the job that Ange has done with that team in terms of the way we're playing in terms of the recruitment so yeah all credit to him I think I've said that a hundred times <laughs> over the course of the last while but um yeah, I mean, it's just fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, it is absolutely fantastic. Um, and, you know, I think if you... That, that Jockstein quote about, you know, Celtic building up their own legends, this is a real chance tonight for, for players to, to make their mark and write their names into the history books, much like uh, Tony Watt did back in 2012 with, with that Ian Crocker commentary about he's mm-hmm. written his name into Celtic folklore. Um, Lawrence, we've spoken about positions where there might have been question marks about. One position we know that there won't be any question mark about will be the goalkeeper's position. Paddy's came in earlier on to ask, do you think that Joe Hart will have a howler in him tonight? Don't say that. Or, My God, Paddy. Don't say or, that. Or of the game of his life. Now, just to settle everybody down, last time Joe Hart played against Real Madrid, he was absolutely sensational for Manchester City. So I think Joe Hart, if he is tested tonight, will be absolutely fine. Lawrence, what's your take? Yeah, 100% faith in, in, in Big Joe. You know, he's he's been there and done it as a goalkeeper before. And I think he inspires confidence throughout the team. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think Joe's going to... He's going to need to be at the top of his game, but, you know, he's pulled off saves. Look, look at that save from Callum McGregor. Callum was just keeping Joe on his toes at the weekend. Cracking save from him. <laughs> you know, it's the... Then. 
Is this the one that would have been an own goal? Mm-hmm. Indeed, mate. You know, you had to make Joe feel part of the game, didn't he? So it's kind of <laughs> just bring him into it a bit. But yeah, listen, there's no debate over it. Joe starts. Uh, yeah. And that hopefully is a cracking game. Uh, hopefully it doesn't need to, you know. Hopefully the front three are, are buying them in for fun. <laughs> yeah, ho- hopefully uh, Benzema and Co aren't anywhere near the, the, the Celtic penalty box, but Natasha, it is likely they will be. They will be testing Joe Hart. And, and again, I think any kind of big performance that Celtic's had, um, certainly that I can think of ever since I've been born, you know, the goalkeeper's always probably had a, a big performance. And, mm-hmm. you know, if we are going to get a result tonight, Joe Hart's going to need to have that performance. But if every thief, that he, he can have a big performance, you know, that this is somebody that's played plenty of times in the Champions League and up against quality opposition. Yeah, I think this is going to be a very big game for Joe in a number of ways. He knows this competition very well. He's one of the more experienced players in the team and not just, you know, domestically in Champions League experience as well, but he brings that. So I think that's going to be so important for the guys in the dressing room who haven't experienced this before. We already know the impact he, he has in the dressing room anyway. I think that's going to be particularly important tonight um, on the field equally important, if not more so. We've seen plenty of examples in in recent history of how important a goalkeeper is in a game and the difference a good goalkeeper and an average goalkeeper can make to an end result. Joe's a very good goalkeeper. We've seen him, you know, do that. I think, remember back to, to one of the, the, I can't remember which game, one of the qualifiers last season, one of Joe's first games. Alkman. That's right, he pulled out two big, big saves and the crowd celebrated that like a goal because we hadn't had a goalkeeper do that for us in, in a while. No disrespect to, to Barkas, but unfortunately he didn't. He wasn't able to do that. Joe came in and offered that. He needs to do that again tonight and I think he will. I think he, he's got the ability, he's got the experience, he's got the mentality. It's going to be a big game for him tonight and I think he'll have a good one. Um, and games like this really do give you the mark of players, don't they? Um, and this is a game that I feel like someone like Joe is going to take by the scruff of the neck and own. Um, let, let's be real about that. He is going to come under a lot of pressure tonight. They have quality players who can catch you on the break and can convert chances. If they get an opportunity, they're not missing it. You know, they, they are absolutely taking it. And because of that, we need Joe at the top of his game. Um, something he's not used to having to be called into action very much. You know, I think it would be very interesting to read how many saves he's actually had to make making the opening six games of the season. Um, I, I don't think it'll be very many. He'll probably have to end up making more tonight than he has in those games combined. But I've got the confidence in him that he'll be up to the challenge when called on. Yeah, I'm just looking here. He last played Real Madrid in 2016. Um, clean sheet at the Etihad against them and they, they lost 1-0 over in the, the, the Bernabeu. So I'm sure he'd be quite happy if he got a clean sheet against Real Madrid tonight. He's played 39 times in the Champions League. So he's 40th appearance in the Champions League tonight for Joe Hart. So um, plenty of experience, Lawrence. He's a leader in our team. And I think, you know, a lot of what Natasha's saying there, he'll thrive on this t- type of game and you'll see his leadership credentials help through the team. You know, Andrew's been one who's emphasised that really apart from Callum McGregor and probably James Forrest, Nobody else has experienced this too much. Obviously, Tony Ralston is another one who has, but it's a fresh group of players that hasn't experienced the big Champions League night at Celtic Park, and I'm sure they're all really looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. You know, I suppose it's life begins at 40 for Joe. He's going to see what a real Champions League that was sharp. like. You know, uh, I said, I think we're lucky to have him, aren't we? You know, he's just an absolute top keeper. Uh, the the defence in front of him. You know, it's going to be Yaranovic, Taylor, Jensen, Cameron, Carter, Vickers. I don't think we're going to see any surprises there. And, you know, it's a solid foundation for, for the front six to, to go and attack on, isn't it? And and to create chances, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I think Joe's going to be huge for us. But, you know, we'll wait to see what tonight brings what kind of Madrid turns up. You know, they're a decent team, but how up for the game are they going to be, you know? This isn't their biggest game, you know, for a lot, lot of our players. This is our biggest game. It's, you know, we're going out with something to prove. Real's maybe are looking and going, we don't have a lot to prove. They're traditionally slow starters. You know, the scene's set. All we need to do is go out and play. Ange ball. 
and I think we'll get the reward if we do. Oh, it's so exciting, isn't it? Yep, the work is done and the stage is set. Absolutely, Lawrence. Um, I think another really good point coming in here from Ian is that Ange Natasha will definitely learn from tonight's game either way, even to the extent that if we get beat tonight, um, you know, that he will learn. You know, I think yesterday, again, last season in the Europa League was a good barometer in his first season to test ourselves against good opposition. Um, Real Madrid obviously playing Real Betis at the weekend there, a team that we faced um, last season, had a hell of a good crack at, uh, away from home with a very poor team. If you ever look at that team that started that game, there's not too many left within there. Beat them at Celtic Park. It, it was very clear to emphasise yesterday that, you know, last year in the Europa League, Celtic won three games, three tough games, obviously beating Ferenc Varas home and away and Betis at home. And he said that if we can complete this group stage having won three games and have a right good go um, in two away games against, you know, obviously that was Leverkusen and uh, Betis and, you know, a game at Celtic Park he didn't believe it was 4-0, a game that he's very much so looked at as a really good learning point, that this is a game with, it's not a free hit because I think Celtic fans are always going to want our team to, to win games, absolutely, but it's one that from the players' perspective that I think they'll, they'll, they'll learn a lot from and take a lot from. Yeah, if you're looking at progression in this group, the, Real Madrid isn't particularly where you're looking to gather your points from. You know, if we're being honest, they're the pot one team. They're last year's holder. We aren't banking on getting any points from either of our ties against Real Madrid. Um, but what this does give us is the opportunity to see how we match up to these teams. You know, to see how close we are, to see how it's looking. Um, and yet, no, it's, it's not a free hit because anyone coming to Celtic Park, we should be capable of doing something against. But it doesn't necessarily dent our hopes of progression not picking up a point here. Um, you know, we have to look towards, you know, the other ties. We have to look at the other couple of games at home, see what we can do away in Berlin or away in, or in Warsaw, where it's going to be. Um, that, that for me, is where we need to really be looking to, to pick up the points we need to progress. Um, and yeah, given, given the group and the way we're playing, there's, there's no reason why we can't do that. Um, you know, we're talking about we are going to go to the Bernabeu in November. By then, there's every chance that, that Real Madrid will have secured their progression. Um, so, again, that gives us presents us with a different opportunity there. Like you've talked about, does that then become not the most important game of their season, depending on how things are going in their league? If they've already progressed, what are they really going to take from that game? So there's another opportunity for us to go away from home and do something. So... I think the way that the group has played out, the way that the ties are structured with the dates actually really suits us. I think it's good to have this game first and good to have the away game against them last um, with the sort of more pivotal games in the middle. It suits us. So, um, yeah, nothing is, no, no progression is won or lost tonight, but, you know, it, it helps get us off to a good start. And uh, yeah, Paddy is absolutely right. I've never... <laughs> Paddy's coming in the comments to say that he's never seen anyone so excited as me sitting here right now. And you're not wrong, Paddy. Um, I am really excited. I'm buzzing for this. I think that's come across over the last hour. But yeah, I mean, do you know what? Again, win, lose, draw tonight. The fact that we are going into this game against, you know, last year's holders, feeling confident to take them on at Celtic Park. I mean, what's not to be excited about? In a matter of however many hours, we're going to be sitting in our seats at Celtic Park. The disco lights will be on and we're taking on Real Madrid. Um, who's not excited? No, I'm absolutely buzzing for it. I cannot wait until um, later on today. I think if we could, we'd bring the game forward to the next hour or so. Unfortunately, <laughs> we can't. I know that <laughs> um, Michael in the comments is saying keep the show going on for another hour. Um because it is, this is really a good build-up to the game. I'm really enjoying this. Um, I was already buzzing, but yeah, even more so. Um, but but Lawrence, you know, what we've spoken about there, but a really good crack in the Europa League last season with a team that, that was nowhere near probably Europa League standards in terms of the squad. Um, we were very light at times. The ambition was always going to be the league. But this, this group will, will not be decided from a Celtic fan's perspective on how we perform as the Tasha says against Real Madrid. You know, and Martin O'Neill was very clear to emphasise that last night too. You know, if there's ever been a group probably that, that Celtic's looked at and thinking we can maybe get out of that group, it's certainly this one, having teams like Shakhtar Donetsk and Leipzig in it. Um, so there's no reason why we, we, we can't, you know, progress in Europe this season, whether that's 
maybe through to the unattainable target of the last 16. RB Leipzig are a very good football inside. Um, but for a Bundesliga side, from what I watched of them last season, not too impressed by them. Um, I think they get hammered at the weekend by on-track Frankfurt too. So it, it's a group that I don't think is going to be decided by tonight, but I think a lot of lessons will be learned by tonight. We learned lessons, I suppose, last year in Europe. You know, Angeball worked in stages, you know, for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. You know, look, look at that away against Betis. It was a worse squad. The players weren't as well drilled in it. You know, Jared's told us it's the second season that gets better. And the evidence of the game so far never looked to be true. You know, and this is a validation of, you know, for Ancia. You know, if he can go out and his system of football works against Real Madrid and we can put in a good showing. You know, it's something to take forward into the, the, the other games. You know, because let's be honest, we're not going to change our style. We want to go out there and score. We want to go out and create chances. And if we do that tonight, tonight we can take something from the game. Yeah, you know, I think all of us are, are really excited about it. But we've seen big games where we haven't been given a chance before. You know, when Juventus have came to town or Man United or AC Milan or Real Madrid the last time. You know, and Barcelona is there. The tagline said, and we've done it at Celtic Park because you know something magic does happen in European nights. It is a bit of a fairy tale, you know. We've got Ange in charge. It's his first crack at the Champions League, his first game. Ancelotti's has never won a game as manager at Celtic Park. Why not go and take three points? Could be written in the stars. Um, I found this earlier on. Um, a really good image from one of the last times Celtic played Real Madrid in 1967 here. And De Stefano's testimonial. And another thing to note, I think to add into that, Lawrence, is competitively, um, it's Celtic 1-1, Real Madrid 1-1, and then we've got two, um, I was going to say friendly games, that game is certainly not a friendly game, when the European champions rocked into the Santiago Bernabeu and beat them uh, 1-0 with a masterclass from Jimmy Johnson, and Bobby Lennox getting the the, the score sheet. Um, we'd obviously played them first before that, in 1962, um, but a game that a lot of people look at as possibly a wee bit of a change in face to Celtic back then. Celtic had not had a great run of years, it had been five years since he'd won a trophy then, and we put in a good performance against Jambra. Next year we get to, sorry, two years later we get to a European uh, semi-final. So yeah, there's a lot to build into tonight's um, game. And just looking back here, I got it up where we were talking there about Betis. I was starting 11 in our first European game last season, was Joe Hart and goals, a back four of Anthony Ralston, uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Carl Starfield and Josip Juranovic at left back. Remember, remember when we used to do that? Mm-hmm. A midfield three of Tom Rogic, Tom Rogic, Ismalia Soro and David Turnbull and a front three of Jota, Adam Montgomery in the left wing and Albion Ayeti up top. So, you know... It's but pretty clear where we strengthened, doesn't it? I mean, the different, like, you know, defensively, yeah, I mean, that's still relatively strong and similar. But what we have done in terms of strengthening that front line is just, yeah, pretty incredible. And like we touched on earlier in the show, any team in Europe is scared of our forward line now. Not many teams, I would say, would be, and, you know, Europe would be particularly concerned about that forward line you just named against Betis. But now, yeah, we're light years ahead of where we were. Excellent recruitment. Yeah, as excellent recruitment and Lawrence, you know that that team was the 16th of September 2021, so it's not even a year since that was the, the team lineup they were naming for our first game um, in Europe last season. And just to you know, I think they made one sub in that game. Just looking here, it was James McCarthy and the bench for Celtic that night. Um, this is one that I'm sure will um, maybe make some of our viewers a chuckle. Vasilis Barkas, Liam Scales. James McCarthy, Osazi Urigidi, Scott Bain, Liam Shaw, Dane Murray, Ewan Henderson and Stephen Welsh. Wow. So the, the difference from last season's match day one in the Europa League to match day one in the Champions League, Natasha, is absolutely night and day. That, that is it absolutely exemplified there is the bench. What we have available to us on the bench now compared to that is honestly, I think, going to be the difference both in Europe and domestically this season having those resources available to us, having not just 11 players who you're confident in, but 20 players that you're confident in, that's what's going to be the difference for us this season. And that's what's taken us and our style of football, the way we're playing to the next level. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Lawrence, score prediction. Celtic's going to score tonight, and I'm agreeing with you. Celtic's going to win tonight. We are going to beat the European champions. I don't care if this gets clipped up in a video and I end up follow-follow or something. I really don't care. I have true belief in my football team tonight, and I've got full belief in Ange Postecoglou. Give us your score prediction. 2-0. 2-0 Celtic. Clean sheet for Big Joe. Yes, another clean sheet for Joe. Natasha? Both teams to score. Both teams to score. Um, I, I don't like doing predictions for our games. I don't like doing it. I know that sounds sitting on the fence. Um, I'm, but you know what? Like, We need to go in confident. Let's do it. Let's go in confident. Um, and there's no reason why we can't get something out of the game. No, there's absolutely no reason why we can't get something in the game. Thank you to everyone who's joined us in the comments. I've saw a few people coming through uh, from Australia in the comments. You're very welcome. Um, who are up at 3am, 5am for this game. There's people set off from from Ireland this morning to get over here to get the ferry and whatnot. I'm sure there'll be plenty of people arriving yesterday in Glasgow, today in Glasgow, um, coming in for this big showpiece game. As the excitement is absolutely real. Really, really excited. Celtic back in the Champions League. We're up against the European champions. And um, let's just see what happens. Thank you for all for all our listeners, Lawrence, Natasha, enjoy the game this evening. And it's very much so, come on the hoops, isn't it? Yeah, it's time to dare to dream, to dare to win, isn't it? phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.